0: Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review with Hugh Hewitt podcast, bringing to you the best voices on the stories and issues that matter. Helping make it all possible is the generous partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy and ADF, the Alliance Defending Freedom. Here's a piece I hope you will enjoy from our colleague, Larry Elder. My guest has written an op-ed piece in the Wall Street Journal called Why Are College Students So Afraid of Me? She is with the Manhattan Institute, contributing editor to the City Journal. Her current book is The Diversity Delusion, How Race and Gender Pandering Corrupt the University and Undermine Our Culture. It's on uh, hardcover up on larryelder.com in order for you to order. Please welcome back to the program Heather McDonald. Heather, thank you so much for taking the time.
1: Well, that's a much more receptive uh, uh, (laughs) response than I got at Holy Cross, I have to tell you.
0: Yeah, we don't take a knee here. (laughs) Heather McDonald, my goodness, also you got the same kind of treatment at Bucknell.
1: Well, I pretty much get it wherever I go because the ideology of victimhood, the maudlin self-pity that I I witnessed and wrote about recently at at Holy Cross and Bucknell are really everywhere. Nobody should should, uh, try and you know, make themselves feel better, that this is just a few elite schools. Everywhere students are taught to think of themselves as oppressed, and there's nothing you can say to them that is more insulting than that. Far from being oppressed, dear American college student, you are the most privileged individual in human history by virtue of having unfettered access to knowledge. You are not surrounded by bigots. You're not surrounded by racists. You're not surrounded by sexists. You're surrounded by well-meaning, conventionally liberal, tolerant faculty who want all of their students to succeed. I I said this at Bucknell and and Holy Cross, and there was an utter meltdown on the part of of many students there.
0: Now, Heather, your topic uh, was Renaissance humanism. Uh, at Holy Cross, anyway. So what does it have to do with, with uh, uh, hey, hey, ho, ho, uh, Heather Mack has got to go. Hey, uh, my oppression is not delusional. You came to talk about Renaissance humanism.
1: Among other things, I was holding forth, uh, holding out the Renaissance humanists as a model for us all. They were absolutely passionate about the discovery of, of classical learning that had been lost for centuries. They, they fanned out across Europe, went to monasteries trying to find these, these lost manuscripts by Cicero and Livy and the greats of, of, of Roman literature. And they had what Ralph Waldo Emerson calls a canine appetite for knowledge. So I was discussing this fabulous comic novel by a a 16th century French author, François Rabelais, called Gargantua. And at that point, uh, over half of the students in the packed auditorium at Holy Cross College in Worcester, Mass., stood up and and gave the chant that you opened with, Uh, Larry, that my oppression is not a delusion. My oppression is not a delusion. And then they changed the template to your racism is not welcome. Your sexism is not welcome. Your homophobia is not welcome. You are not welcome, which was sort of obvious by then. Uh, But, you know, this has been planned. Their hope was to fill the entire auditorium so that when they then walked out, which they slowly did, chanting and drowning me out, Uh, they would have left a completely empty auditorium and prevented anybody else from hearing my talk. They didn't succeed quite in that, but they certainly uh, occupied and then vacated well over half the seats in the auditorium. Does
0: this not violate some sort of principle, some sort of code at the university, uh, that when speakers are invited they're allowed to speak?
1: Well, uh, I don't know whether Holy Cross has any kind of formal code like that. Uh Holy Cross would probably say in its defense, well, eventually... After these students uh, left the place, uh, student, the students who had managed to get in were allowed to speak. However, there were hundreds waiting out to, outside who had not been allowed in because of the protesters, and they were never allowed in again. So the real, the real people who deserve an apology here is the students who had wanted to engage with me whether in support or in fierce opposition and, and were simply denied the opportunity to do so.
0: Heather, I don't remember whether I mentioned this to you, but um, uh, several months ago, Dean Baquet, the executive editor of The New York Times, hired a conservative columnist named uh, Brett Stevens. And his first column had to do with his skepticism about climate change. And so a whole bunch of New York Times subscribers uh, complained and began to cancel their subscriptions. And I think Baquet was shocked about that. And he had a talk uh, sometime later said, and I'm quoting this, this is pretty much verbatim, the left, as a general rule, does not want to hear thoughtful disagreement, end of quote. Many of these students who were disrupting you were members of the Black Student Union uh, at Holy Cross, and I would say the black left doesn't believe there's such a thing as thoughtful disagreement.
1: Well, yes, it's the left entirely. You know, I always try to be even-handed, Larry, and, and think, am I am engaged in the same kind of blindness as... As the left is towards me, and you know, a lot of times conservatives are unaware of their own double standards. But I do have to say, I don't think there's anything quite the same on the right for the really reductive name-calling that goes on on the left. You know, racist, sexist, homophobic, white privilege—you name it. I mean, we may the, the the right may say that people have socialist inclinations, but I don't think they say you know this hateful person uh does not deserve to be here and and we've got to cut, shut her down and you know if, even if violence is necessary we're going to use that we're going to use force so there's a, just a complete unwillingness to engage with facts that challenge the orthodoxies and the biggest orthodoxy and the one that needs to be challenged if we're going to be able to restore civil peace in this country is that white supremacy is not the driving factor in our culture today that any disparities in in outcomes and socio economic disparities, I think that uh, personal behavior personal responsibility, the academic skills gap culture are are much more relevant explanations but you 're not allowed to say that you 're not allowed to talk about the personal responsibility that is something that i know you are so conscious of larry the choices that individuals can make instead you can only talk about this white supremacy and we see that in the democratic field today
0: heather we only have about a minute left what do we do about the dominance of leftist professors leftist um, uh, administrators on college campuses what do we do about this
1: Everybody that can speak the truth has to speak the truth. You know, we cannot be scared. Uh, If if we can't challenge the orthodoxy from within the academy, we have to challenge it from without and, and create a toehold. Parents, uh, you know, if they can homeschool their kids, they should. Alumni have got to stop giving money to these schools, which are just grievance factories.
0: The book is called Diversity Delusion, How Race and Gender Pandering Corrupt the University and Undermine Our Culture by my guest, Heather McDonald. Heather, as always, thank you very much for taking the time.
1: Thank you, Larry. Happy Thanksgiving.
0: You too. Thanks for listening to the Town Hall Review. Our program is coming today in partnership with the Pepperdine Graduate School of Public Policy.